Hello and welcome to the Upstream Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Levi, and thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Uh, really excited today to bring our first ever guest to the Upstream Podcast. I've been uh, kind of letting you guys know this is coming, and uh, we've done some conversations over the last few weeks looking at mental health and some different things from a biblical perspective, uh, talking about John 15 and abiding in Christ and looking at some devotional types, and now we're going to have our first interview. And so I'm really excited today to have Pastor Matt Millington from Legacy Baptist Church in Mississauga. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and a lot of you know him. So Pastor Matt, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, Pastor Matt has been a good friend of ours, and uh, chances are if you've been a part of our youth group, you've seen him and his wife and probably his son Simon too at youth conference or Camp Yes or things like that. Uh, he's doing a great job with uh, one of our, our good friends there, their church and legacy. Uh, and so, Pastor Matt, I wanted to just kind of, so our listeners can get to know you a little bit if they don't know you, ask you if you would share your testimony, a little bit about your life, uh, where you work, and also about how you came to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. For sure. So right now we're living in uh, Brampton. We're serving at Legacy Baptist Church. Been there since 2018. And um, I was saved when I was eight years old. And I grew up in a Christian home, so I grew up uh, knowing about Jesus and reading the Bible, things like that. But my parents didn't always go to church. So I actually grew up, since I was five years old, riding the church bus. I was a bus kid. And I'd go to church on every Sunday, and I'd hear the gospel message. I knew about it. And then it wasn't until I was in, yeah, I was eight years old. And I remember sitting there in Sunday school, and uh, the Sunday school teacher was given the invitation. And I finally clicked that I need to make a decision. And I finally raised my hand, and I remember the place I went and sat down with the Sunday school teacher. And he... Uh, walk me through the process, and I prayed and asked Jesus in my heart. So I was thankful that I have that experience and that I remember that. I never struggled with the assurance of salvation. I always just had that secure in my life. Uh, but yeah, I just grew up uh, uh, in a Christian home where my, finally my parents started going to church faithfully at Kitchener Baptist Church in uh, Kitchener. And um, I started to uh, just get involved with the church, started going to youth uh, group, started going to Camp Yes, all those things. And then just as I grew in uh, my walk with the Lord and uh, started making decisions, I always just, uh, as God would open a door and lead, I would always walk to that door. So that led me to Bible college. And then I went from one year to four years and just always wanted to see what God had for me and always walk through that door. And that eventually led me to uh, full-time ministry where I'm now serving as assistant past pastor here at Legacy Baptist Church. That's awesome. I love that you mentioned that open door. That's something that Aloma and I talk a lot about. I call it the open door principle in my life. I don't know. Uh, but I think it's such a, a key thing, just that willingness to say, you know, God, whatever opportunity you bring before me, um, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to walk through that door and to seek that out. Um, do you think in your life that it was more of a call to ministry or a call to full-time service or just, like you said, following the opportunities and walking through the open doors that God put in front of you? No, it was never that call. And I always, I used to struggle with that because I used to have like friends in Bible college or like I'm called to the mission field. And, you know, right after they graduated, they were like working in churches, serving in churches. And I was just like, what am I doing? I, you know, I graduated Bible college and I worked as a, as a custodian for, um, for the school board for years. And I loved the job. And, you know, I was always serving God. I was always serving in a church. Um, you know, all Christians are called the full-time service to God. It's just some people are vocational at it and some people aren't. So I was always serving God while I was working. But like uh, I mentioned, anytime a door opened, I would go there. So if 
someone asked me to come preach at their church, you know, I would go preach at their church. If someone asked me to serve in this ministry, it, as I was able to do that, I would always do that. And I, I enjoyed that. And then, yeah, just it led one thing led to another. And I just, as God has opened doors, I've always walked through those doors. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I heard it said one time that the best ability that anyone has is availability. Yeah. And it kind of just makes you think of that, you know, just willing to do whatever it is God wants you to have, getting involved, serving, and you never know. Like for you, it wasn't even, you know, right away as a young, you know, teenager or sorry, a young adult or right after you got married or right after you graduated Bible college. It was later in life that God allowed you to move into that, like like you said, a vocational, something that it was your job, but always serving Christ throughout your whole life. I think that's awesome. Um so we've been talking at Upstream a lot about what it means to walk with God and having a relationship with God. And kind of similar to I know what your theme is for your youth group about being real. Uh, you know, we can look good on the outside, but do we have a real relationship on the inside? So I wanted to ask you, what does it practically look like for you to walk with God? Not just to go to church on a Sunday or right now to watch church on a Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, what does it look like and what does it mean to you to walk with God? Yeah, so like you mentioned, right, our theme this year for our youth group is be real. And I think so much of our relationship, our walk with God is our relationship with Him. And we, you know, you look at your, uh, the relationships you have in your life, you have friends, you have your parents, you have, uh, maybe you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, or um, you just have these different relationships in your life. And as those relationships grow, you, you want to be close to different people, you talk with them, you spend time with them. And that's the same with uh, our walk with God. Our relationship with God is our walk with Him, and we need to spend time with Him, whether it's uh, reading His Word or praying um, praying to Him or um, when we are at church, you know, we're worshiping Him. We're just, our life needs to be about the Lord. And practically, when I think about, if I could describe my walk with the Lord, it's, you know, it's not a one-time-a-day thing. It's not like it's, uh, you know, this is the time that I read my Bible, this is the time that I prayer, pray, but it's constantly throughout the day. You know, you spend some time in the Word, but you also think about the Word throughout the day, and you let it affect your life. Mm -hmm. You try to live according to God's Word. And then the same with prayer. You know, you can, maybe you spend time praying in the morning, you spend time praying in the evening, but it doesn't end there. You should be praying all the time to the Lord. I'm, I'm throughout the day. I'm constantly talking to the Lord. Maybe I'm driving and something comes to my mind. I, I, I just talk to the Lord, and it's not like some long prayer. I'm just constantly praying to God, and it's, uh, it just, it just needs to be your relationship, and uh, just needs to, uh, come out in your life. You know, as you're reading the Word of God and you're dwelling upon it allow that to affect your life and how you live your life. And as you're praying, allow everything to just be in prayer to God. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. I, it, I, like, I love that word relationship, right? Relationship with God, relationship with Jesus. And, you know, for you, your relationship with your wife, Amanda, I mean, if you were to spend the whole day with her, it wouldn't be like, all right, let's spend an hour together right now, and then we'll never talk again the rest of the day, right? That would be yeah. awkward or weird. It's it's all throughout the day as you spend time together. It's a little conversation here. It's a, a talk here. It's it's <clears throat> fellowshipping and spending time together all throughout the day. So I like that because I think sometimes we have um, got the wrong idea about a relationship with God. We look at it as like, oh, devotions, which is good. But it's like, oh, we wake up and I, I, you know, wake up 15 minutes early and I read these verses and I pray these prayers and then like, I'm good. I spent my time with God that day. Uh, but if you were to do that in any other relationship in your life, it would just be 
it would be weird. It'd be awkward. It's a, like you said, it's a kind of a conversation all throughout the day. Um, are there any, uh, like resources that you use? Uh, maybe it's like a podcast you listen to an app you use anything like that. If the answer is no, that's fine. But I'm just kind of asking anything you could, uh, suggest to teenagers to help them in their walk with God. And I think that's the great thing about today. Like I remember growing up, um, in church and going to camp and stuff like that. We'd, you know, you'd get like a reading list or you'd get like a, a reading plan and, you know, maybe that didn't fit for fit your lifestyle, whatever. But now there's so much stuff out there. And, you know, I used to try to like make reading plans up and stuff for the teens. But now there's so much that you can find that just fits your needs or your uh, schedule and things like that. So stuff like version, they have Bible reading plans. Uh, they have, I personally, for my Bible study, uh, I use Logos. And they, you can create your own reading plan, stuff like that on there. Um, I recently just started using the dual Bible app. So if you like to listen, you can listen to the Bible and it's a great, uh, it's a great little app. You can actually have music in the background. You can have, uh, silence in the background. You can have ambience in the background. You can like tweak it to the way you like it. And then they have a ton of different, uh, listening plans. So if you, you need help sleeping, they'll have verses about, you know, having rest in God, or you need th- just different life situations. So that's a great app as well. And, um, I think that's it. Yeah. That's, no, that... that's the, that's the main stuff that I personally use and just that's... try to find, find, find what works for you. There's so much stuff out there that can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I checked that out too. The dwell Bible app. That is awesome. Uh, and I think of too, I remember when I was younger, I used to read that verse in, in Joshua where it says like, we should meditate on God's word, God's word day and night. And you see like, man, how could you possibly do that? You know, all day long and all night long. But honestly, it is easier now than ever to do that because it's easier now than ever to get God's word in our hearts and in our heads and in our minds. Like for me, I like to listen to, like you said, I listen to a lot of the Bible or, or preaching or podcasts about the Bible. So for me, like if I'm driving anywhere or if I'm working out or if I'm going for a walk or if I'm doing a task that I don't have to think about all the time, like, I was this morning and we got a ton of snow today. So I was shoveling the driveway and I was listening to uh, the Bible. And so that's helpful to me that I can constantly keep it in my uh, head and in my heart. And like you said that, you know, you read something in the morning, but you guys, that doesn't leave you. That's something that you're thinking about and then it's affecting how you live all throughout the day. Um, so obviously you've worked with, with teenagers for uh, quite a while. And as a youth pastor, you're uh, seeing teenagers and what they go through. And you were a teenager. I mean, it may be hard, hard for some people to, to imagine, but um, what are some of the dangers you think, especially in 2021, that uh, some teenagers face in the world that would be dangerous and something we should, we should take note of if we're going to have a walk with God, some things that threaten our walk with God in the world we live in today? I think... There's a couple of things that come to mind. One of the one of the bigger ones I think of is we the day we live in, we all have smartphones, we all have computers, we all have iPads, stuff like that, and we consume so much information. Like we're constantly scrolling through feeds, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, and I know there's all these other apps that I <laughs> I don't use because I'm not a teenager, but there's so much stuff that you guys uh, use, and you're just con- constantly consuming. Uh, media and information and I think it's so easy for it you to like this switch to the next thing listen to the next thing and I think when it comes to church where okay now you're sitting in church and someone's speaking to you well it's so easy to just skip to the next thing like mentally just check out and check into the next thing 
And I think that's a danger is not actually uh, giving focus to what needs to be focused on. And that's our relationship with God, God's word, and uh, just being distracted by what's out there. Like we talk about hearing God's word and meditating upon it. Well, if you go to church and you're listening to, to the preaching or uh, what's being taught and maybe you're not even there, like you're physically there, but you're not there. Or maybe you did listen to it, but as soon as service is over, you're checked out and you're on to the next thing and you're already, you're not even dwelling upon what you've heard and letting it uh, apply to your life. So that's one of uh, a danger. And another thing I think is, uh, and what I'm focusing on with our youth group this year is being real. And I think so much of, I remember as a teenager, I struggled with this, was being real. You're, you had, you know, your school friends and your church friends, and you're trying to be things to both uh, people. You're trying mm -hmm. to fit in with your school friends, and you're trying to fit in with your church friends, and you just weren't real with yourself. And I think so much uh, comes when you when you're real with yourself. And I realized when I was in high school, it didn't happen until probably my last year of high school where I was just like, I'm going to be real. And my friends appreciated that. They were like, they, <laughs> I realized as teenage, as a teenager, we don't like fake. We like people who are real. Mm -hmm. And when I was real and my real friends, they didn't care. They, they were actually more appreciated of that. I was being real. That was who I was. And if they really were my true friends, then they stayed my friends. And that was something that I needed to, uh, work on I think that we all need to work on is just being real being real with God's word and letting that just living according to his word mm. yeah that's so good it's, it is such a temptation to kind of be a chameleon and, and want to fit in and, and please people that are around us and so when we're in front of one crowd we want to fit in and say the right thing and act the right way and then you're in front of a different crowd like you said maybe it's your church friends and your school friends and you just have that temptation to change and to kind of fit in and to uh, follow the status quo. And that's why uh, a few years ago, we decided to name our, our youth group Upstream is because in this podcast as well, Upstream, because sometimes uh, to be real, you have to go against the grain. Uh, the temptation is just want to fit in with everyone else and be acceptant, accepted. But uh, the only acceptance that should matter is the acceptance we have in Jesus Christ. And so if we are loved, he says we're accepted in the beloved, we have a relationship with God and our family and those who love us, we should just be real. Uh, that is awesome. Um, I was thinking too, um, you were talking a lot about how you were just always available, always walking through open doors, always serving. Uh, what are some ways you could encourage teenagers to serve or some things that they could do even at this age? Maybe they're like, hey, I want to serve God like you did, but you know, I'm, I'm 14 or I'm 15. What can I do? And even in the middle of COVID, right? We're not even going to church in some cases. What can I do to serve God? Honestly, there's so many ways that you can serve God. And like, I think so much we forget that even as teenagers, you are part of the church. You are the church as well. Like, I think before I used to look at, at the adults and the pastors, those those were the people who were the church and they were running things and I just had to be there and sit there and listen. But you are part of the church and you can serve and you can have great ideas. Like, if you wanted to start something where you have an interest, like, so I'm kind of a nerd. I really like board games. So I have this idea that I eventually want to start a board game a club where uh, you can invite people and play, you know, a little bit more strategy type board games, but maybe you have an interest like that, or you have an interest in something, you can take that and use it as a ministry where you invite your friends and say, 
hey guys come over we're gonna play we're gonna have a a, a tournament some video game tournament i remember we used to have like smash brother tournaments and stuff yes. like that you know have some kind of video game tournament at your house and have the pastor come over you know if you told your pastor hey i'm gonna have my friends come over can you come over and give a little devotional he'd be like yeah for sure definitely or plus you i guys get to have... play smash brothers so yeah exactly <laughs> school him a bit um you guys have so many skills too like you guys have grown up with technology you guys know how to make videos you guys know how to like do all these different things like you guys have the ability to help in tech ministries at your church that's a great i told that i uh let my uh teenagers know about that you guys want to learn how to make videos i'm learning but maybe you can teach me a thing or two or maybe i can teach you what i know you know there's so many opportunities in the church where you can go to your pastor and say hey I really want to serve in this ministry and I'm sure he would let that like make that happen for you. Or maybe you just have a heart to serve. You know, if you went to your youth pastor, you went to your pastor and said, Hey, I really want to serve at the church. What can I do? <laughs> They're going to have stuff that you can help out with. And you know, there's just so much, you just need to be willing mm. to uh, make yourself available. Yeah, I like that you gave some of those creative ideas because I think sometimes when we think about, oh, serving God, it means like Sunday morning between 9 and 11, right? Or, or Sunday night between 6 and 7 or Wednesday night, you know? And we, we have this idea, it's like, oh, ministry is the events that my church puts on, like the bus ministry or the Iwana ministry or, you know, the youth ministry or the nursery ministry. And those are all good and those are all programs of the church, but you know, a ministry, a minister is just a servant. And so any way you can find a serve. So it's almost like re reteaching your mind what ministry is, right? Like you wouldn't think of a Smash Brothers tournament with your friends as ministry, but it can be if you use it to serve other people. Uh, and so looking at your gifts and your abilities, uh, I think too, a lot of teenagers think that to serve God, then they, they have to do things that they're bad at or are uncomfortable with. But, but God made you who you are for a reason. That's so right. start with looking at yourself and your your gifts, your abilities, your talents, the desires that God's put in your heart and say, how can I use those things to serve God? Uh, which I think is a great, like you said, you're a nerd, so you want to use, you know, board games. That's awesome. You know, for me, it might be something different, but uh, all teenagers all have interests. And, and like you said, they're, they blow us away with a lot of their knowledge and, and ability, especially when it comes to a lot of technology, right? So it's a huge help they can use those things. Uh, that's awesome. Do you have any uh, last thoughts or maybe a word of encouragement, a verse, whatever it might be, uh, just to encourage teenagers to to be real and to uh, have a walk with God? Yeah, for sure. Let's, let me turn there. I'm going to turn to the book of James. And this is what I've been encouraging uh, my teenagers with uh, the start of this year about being real. And this in James uh, chapter 1, verse 22, and the Bible says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And in verse number 25, it talks about continueth therein, like being in the word. And you know what? <clears throat> to be real, as a Christian, we have to be doers of the word. You, you know, we go to church, we hear the word. You need to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. And he, he uh, compares it to looking in the mirror. You know, we all look in the mirror before we leave to go to school or work and we fix what's wrong. But he says someone who looks in the word of God and sees what's wrong and doesn't fix it, he's de he's deceiving himself. And then he also talks about being a doer. You need to be in the word. So I have been encouraging uh, my young people, be in the word. Use some of those resources. Listen to a podcast. 
find a Bible plan, find a Bible app, listen to some preaching. You know, there's so much resources out there. Just be in the word. In order to be real, you need to be in the word. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, Pastor Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, teenagers, I hope that you'll be encouraged. I hope that you'll uh, take some things we've talked about today and put them into your lives. Uh, don't be like what the Bible says, you know, the person who looks in the mirror and makes no changes. Uh, and such a great encouragement for all of us to be real, to get in the Word and to do what it says to be real. And so thank you again for taking the time to be here, Pastor Matt. Glad I was able to be here. This uh, podcast is an encouragement to me. So glad you're able to do this. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for listening to this episode and we'll see you guys next week.